Hello, I'm Guillermina Gonzalez, Executive Director of the Delaware Arts Alliance, your host for today. And with me, we have Ellen Priest, creator of Eyeball It Studio Art Program, and she is an abstract painter. And among other things, Ellen, we're going to talk about that, but welcome to the show. Thanks for having the time today. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. Well, uh, how can I not invite you because Eyeball It is getting the attention of not only myself, but many individuals that connect the arts to education in many different ways. So I thought important to share what you've been discovering. And let's begin perhaps with a concept of Eyeball It, what that is, and perhaps how you conceived the program. Well, Eyeball It is a studio art program for elementary age kids, so kids age 7 to about 12 or 13. Mm -hmm. And it's a series of discrete projects. Initially, there were four big projects. They're about a month long, and they cover painting, drawing, sculpture, and collage. Mm -hmm. And the whole program is online, free to Mm -hmm. users at its website, and that's eyeballitart4kids.org. Mm-hmm. And the four is a number four. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a program I developed about more than 20 years ago mm-hmm. uh, in response to parents who kept asking me um, if there was anything they could do with their kids at home on mm-hmm. their own. Mm-hmm. And that was the era of Hooked on Phonics and Math Made Easy. and a number of other home supplements that parents Mm -hmm. could use. And art started being cut in schools Mm -hmm. in the late 1980s. And parents, this was the early 90s, and parents were reacting to that. Mm -hmm. So I looked around and I realized that there was nothing serious for kids and parents to do on their own. And from then to about three years ago, not quite three years ago, when we when I put Eyeball It online for free, mm-hmm. it went through a number of phases. Um, f- somewhere in the mid-2000s, I decided that if I could figure out a way mm-hmm. to put it online free of charge, I was going to. Because to my great dismay and that of other people in my field, mm-hmm. um, art was still being cut in schools. I didn't even know there was anything left to cut, but it was still being cut. (laughs) Right, and continues to be the case, by the way. It continues to be today. So about about three or four years ago, Mm -hmm. um, I was still looking for someone to to help me put Eyeball It out. And I had a meeting with a wonderful woman at the Barnes Foundation named Lynn Berkowitz, and she was the new head of family programming there. Mm-hmm. And she's about my age, um, and she has a BFA and an MFA. And mm-hmm. she said, Ellen, I can't use this, but you've got to find a way to get it out. Mm-hmm. And she said, it's even more needed now than it was 20 years ago. So I had two funders who I thought would get behind me. Gratefully, they did. Mm-hmm. And it took me about a year to get Eyeball It really um reconfigured so that it could go online. Mm -hmm. And then the website went live in June of 2014. Mm -hmm. And since that time, um, I've been networking it out um, to a lot of group users, Mm -hmm. as well as individual parents and kids. So it works in any group situation where um, they want to offer art education, visual art education, Mm -hmm. but they either aren't 
in a geographic area where they have artists available or mm-hmm. they can't afford a teaching artist. Mm-hmm. So it really can be done by any adult with a child or a group of children. Mm-hmm. That has access to the internet. That has that's access per- to the internet. That's just the only condition, maybe. Yeah, that's the only condition. Mm-hmm. But the projects are all in the form of written directions. Mm-hmm. And reading is actually a very important part of mm-hmm. doing the eyeballet project. So, the adult reading to the child. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the child reading along. So um, if you even have, if someone even has access to a public library mm-hmm. with internet access, the program, the projects can be printed. Mm-hmm. They can be downloaded or they can be printed from the internet. Mm. So all it really all you really need is access somewhere, mm-hmm. public or private. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are also, now there are also videos of some basic technical demonstrations. And just about three weeks ago, um, we put a new project, project number five, mm. which is a clay project, onto the website mm-hmm. and two new demo videos. Mm-hmm. So it's continuing to grow, and there will be new projects. And so you'll be you'll be adding um, yeah. new projects depending on the availability. But in any case, um, tell us because you've been having and, and providing this uh, tool for quite some time. Um, what's been the impact in parents and kids that you've been working with for these so many years? Um, tell us about that, and, and what's the feedback that you've been getting? Well, for many years, the only teaching, the only impact was on kids that I taught directly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that was extremely positive. Mm-hmm. And um, not just positive in a, oh, my kid was happy doing this. Mm-hmm. It was positive in the sense that parents really noticed from my direct teaching mm-hmm that kids were more engaged intellectually with their artwork, they were more creative, they were not afraid to use artwork in other things they were doing, like book reports and Mm -hmm. school projects and whatever. Um, Since Eyeball It went online, Mm -hmm. my primary audience has been group users. Um, I've actually been having trouble getting to individual parents and kids. And mm. um, obviously there are some, mm-hmm. but it's it's maybe because of all of the various um, security issues mm. with uh, information to parents and kids these days, maybe because um, I'm not as active on social media as maybe I should be. Okay. But, um, but with the group users... Um, I think I can give you two examples that I'm Mm -hmm. really happy about. One is we did a pilot through the Division of Libraries at the Milford Public Library in Milford, Delaware. Heard about that. And that that went extremely well. And um, it was a small group of kids. Mm -hmm. Their parents also came every time. The group was largely a homeschool group. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the end of four months, five months really, most of it was done by the librarian. I went once a month to look at the work and start help start the new project. Mm-hmm. But most of it was done by the librarians. And um, we had an exhibition at the end, which is an important way to close it. Mm-hmm. 
And the kids and the parents were very excited, and the kids wanted to start over. They said, well, okay, so when can we start again? So very clearly it had not only were the kids really having fun, but Mm -hmm. they were excited about the learning. And that's really important. And you keep them entertained, by the way, in a very productive way, right? Yeah, and it's not just entertained, but eyeball it really – Eyeball, it really ties into other parts of their learning. For example, mm-hmm. in the sculpture project, which mm-hmm. is number three, it's sculpture with junk. It's with what in the art world we call found materials. Okay. So, but there's a, a whole discussion in the beginning of it about weight, gravity, and balance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if that were, if, if an adult wanted to tie that into science, mm-hmm. they could. Um, project number one talks about rhythm and symmetry in looking at buildings and drawing buildings. Um, that could easily be tied into either math or music. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of intellectual content in them that ties into other parts of their learning and their lives. Right. And, and parents or, or those helping kids this way can expand as much as they want. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the other um, place... The other uh, organization that's been using iBallet, actually they're into their third year with mm. iBallet, is Hilltop Lutheran Neighborhood Center in Wilmington. Okay. And they just kind of use it when, um, they use it on a lot of the uh, school breaks in the winter and the spring. They've used it some during the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, they're part of Catherine Lindroth's wonderful project, the Summer Learning Collaborative. Mm-hmm. And so the Summer Collab has also helped me to s- circulate it out to other sites that they're working with. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's it's expanding, but Hilltop's had a great experience with it. Well, there you go. Maybe, maybe if they tape a little, uh, you know, uh, examples of what they are doing, and, and maybe that could be material for you social media wise at the end of the day people relate to people and it's easier for them to see uh, the advantages of a program like this by virtue of taking a look to maybe a small video here and there and maybe some pictures I don't know maybe that's the way to connect with uh, with people because you mentioned having uh, certain difficulties in connecting with people well I agree one of the issues I'm always concerned about and mm-hmm. I, I've photographed a great deal of the kids' artwork, okay. but we also have to be very careful about privacy issues with kids that is and true. photographs of children. That is so, a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Johnson over at Hilltop sent me two wonderful pictures mm. of two girls finishing, this was in August, finishing the second drawing exercise, which mm-hmm. is the hardest one, and they were, by choice, doing the hardest version of it, which okay. was fabulous. And he shot the pictures in such a way that you don't see the girls' faces and you could never that, identify them. And you know what? That's and a, that's perfect. And there that, you go. That, that's that's perhaps the way to go. And, and you gotta you have a good point, as always, Ellen. This is, this is about kids. Oh, yeah. And we need to be very mindful about uh, keeping their privacy and, uh, and all that. So, But before we continue, let me re-engage with the audience to let them know that you're listening into Delaware State of the Arts new stock 1450WILM and 1410WDOV. We have with us Ellen Priest, an abstract painter and creator of iBullet, and a studio art program 
with excellent results in, in various, uh, in a couple of places, but she continues to make the case for the connection between arts and education. Uh, you've been a, a close collaborator in arts and education uh, activities, Ellen. It's something that is close to your heart in many ways, correct? Yes, it is. And there's a personal history to that. Oh, really? What? Yeah, Please. I, I grew up in northern Minnesota. I was born in Duluth, Minnesota. Okay. And I grew up in the 50s and 60s. And I was a bright little kid. And so I was put into accelerated classes of all sorts. Mm-hmm. And they didn't think art was important. So I had no art myself after second grade. Mm. And even though it was offered in my school and everything, and I didn't have art until I opted to take um, ceramics and sculpture my senior year in college. Mm-hmm. So I had no art all those years. And Up until that moment. Until that and what moment. made you choose that if it was not natural uh, to well, you? Well, it just because other things just didn't fit. I mean, I did a lot, a lot of, of desperation, maybe. Yeah, I did a lot of things very well, but they didn't make me happy. And uh-huh. so, and it was very interesting. And I've been, I've always been a very athletic, um, physical kind mm-hmm. of person. Mm-hmm. And most of the things that I was being pushed to do were much more intellectual. And that's fine. But the beauty of art, and I think one of the reasons I found my way to it eventually, mm-hmm. is that art <clears throat> is so much a mix of, of um, physical and intellectual. Right. And as as well as visual. And uh, over the course of my last year in college, I was a government major, interestingly. Mm-hmm. And my years in grad school, I went to Yale Divinity School. I was going to be a Presbyterian minister. What a change, right? I know, I know. And, and maybe it's close. Maybe, you don't know. Maybe maybe this is your, your call for a... Uh, Or giving back to the community. Well, I've always felt that, and that's a strong tradition in my family. There you go. So, um, but anyway, um, once I discovered that visual art was where not only my my greater intelligence was, but my happier intelligence, Mm. Mm -hmm. then, you know, the direction was clear. Whether I liked it or not, whether it made sense practically or not, Mm -hmm. the direction was very clear. So you switch from government uh, government to the- to theology to art. Try that on anyway. <laughs> so at Yale, when I was in graduate school, I was able to take a lot of courses in at the art school and uh-huh. also um, in um, art history and art theory. Mm-hmm. So that's really when the whole thing kicked in for me. Mm-hmm. And eyeball it is, re- and I've always taught some. Mm-hmm. Um, intermittently. And Eyeball It is really an outgrowth of my own studio practice. Mm. In other words, um, I'm talking to children, artist to artist. Um, and I think that's part of, th- it seems to be, now I can't be in their shoes, but it seems to be part of of why they engage so quickly with the projects. I see. They're mm-hmm. really in there, and they, um, I don't know, there's, there's just a real connection. Mm-hmm. But all of the directions are addressing the children. I'm not addressing the adults. I'm d- addressing the kids directly as a more experienced artist to a new artist. Mm-hmm. So also the, the other thing that comes from my own 
my own studio practice, my own history as a visual artist, is that everything in eyeball it is based on looking. Mm-hmm. I never, I never tell kids how to draw something or how to paint something or what it ought to look like. It's all about teaching them to look mm-hmm. and make their own decisions mm-hmm. and use their own eyes and their own brain. Mm-hmm. That's what eyeball it means. Mm. And that's the whole purpose of the title. I see. So it's a real, what I'm trying to do in the whole program is give them the tools mm-hmm. to interact in a meaningful way with their own world. Mm-hmm. And art is really symbolic form. It isn't, you know, if I draw a picture of a building, it's, um, yeah, it's a picture of the building, mm-hmm. but it carries with it a lot of... Um, my as the artist's feelings about the building, about the world, about the day, about whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, as we look, like let's say we go look at a landscape by Monet or by Cezanne or mm-hmm. by um, Wayne Thiebaud or somebody, you know, who works very differently. Many of their feelings and personality and concerns and whatnot come across um, subjectively or sort of subtly, even mm-hmm. though they're making pictures of buildings or mountains or whatever. Right. So art is a real vehicle for having a voice and for expressing oneself. And that's what I want to give the kids is that, that ability to have a voice. And a, a way of expression. Yeah. And there's, I mean, you've heard this often, I know, um, because you work so much with Americans for the Arts. Mm -hmm. But there's just tremendous research showing that Mm -hmm. when kids have art, they do better at everything else. True. And And concretely speaking, increases math and reading skills. Absolutely. Just um, immediately almost. Yeah. There was one report that um, I can't take credit for finding this. I read it from another arts Mm -hmm. advocate. Um, Mm -hmm. But the New York City Comptroller, mm-hmm. um, and I think his name is Stephen Stringer. I could have that wrong. Okay. Um, but did a study. He's very arts friendly, and but he's a numbers guy. He's the mm-hmm. Comptroller, mm-hmm. Um, and he did a study in New York a couple of years ago, um, wondering whether um, the schools that did not have any arts were more concentrated in the highest poverty neighborhoods. In New York, in New York City, mm-hmm. and he found that they were. Although, actually, when I read the parts of the report that I read, mm-hmm. I was surprised that it there wasn't more of a difference than there was between the poor neighborhoods and the affluent neighborhoods. But the most startling fact that was in mm-hmm. that report um, was that um, students, at-risk youth. Mm-hmm were five times more likely to drop out of school if the school had no arts. Which is a, a, I a found very that shocking. revealing number. Yes, yes. Well, uh, let me interrupt you for a minute because we're talking so uh, so smoothly about this fantastic program, uh, Ellen, but there's people listening who would like to know how to get access to the program and perhaps talking to you. Do you have a website? Maybe you want to leave an email behind. You tell them how they might connect with you. Okay. Um, the website is www. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say this and then I'll spell it. 
um, eyeballitartforkids.org. Mm-hmm. So eyeball, E-Y-E-B-A-L-L, it, I-T, art, A-R-T, four is the number four, mm-hmm. kids, K-I-D-S dot org. And on the website, there is a spot where you can hit contact. Oh, okay. And so you can email me through the website. It's ellen at eyeballitartforkids.org, and that's right on the website. It will also give you a link to my painting website, Mm -hmm. ellenpriest.com, and you can also email me through that website. So there's multiple ways to find me. To connect as long as, and worst case scenario, Google eyeball. Eyeball it art for kids. There you go. Because it's important for people to have uh, the possibility of connecting with you. You never know when you might hit uh, somebody. And uh, that somebody needs to know where to go and how to get in contact with you. So um, we have uh, a few minutes, a couple of minutes left. Less than that, a minute left. So if uh, those connecting with us right now uh, maybe didn't listen to the first portion why they should take this program into consideration for their kids, Ellen? Um, for a parent, um, this if it, there are many kids, and our teachers always spot these kids, um, there are many kids who would eat, sleep, and breathe art if they could. And for those kids, mm-hmm. this is a godsend. It's free, it's online, it's easy to do, It's for, the schedule is very flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, For groups of kids, the same is true. Um, Every group has a certain number of kids who are going to hook in when art is really an option. And Matt Johnson at Hilltop, I thought, expressed it beautifully. He said, you know, all of a sudden after we started Eyeball It, I've got about 15 kids who, if I say the word art, they're right right there. And with that, we need to thank you, Ellen, for your your presence. And uh, hopefully you can come back to share more news about Eyeball It. Thank you. Thanks, Kiermina.